Have you ever listened to a podcast and thought about what other listeners are saying about that episode? Have you ever thought about giving feedback and interacting with the host of a favorite podcast? Podroom is a podcast player and chatroom platform for the podcast communities. Join millions of similar podcast listeners and interact with like minds on the Podroom app. It's a social networking platform with over 750,000 audio and video podcast content. It's available on the Play Store and App Store. Download Podroom now to enjoy this episode. Better is a moment that I spend with you than a million other days away. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running to the secret place. I welcome you to another episode of Women Prayer Group Podcast. We thank God for life and every good thing he has done for us. This episode features one of our recorded Bible studies. We hold our meetings every other Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Please contact us to be a part of this group by sending us a message on the Podium app. When you contact us, we will provide a conference call number with which you can dial in into our meetings. Father, we thank you for your kindness to our lives. We thank you for how you have been our helper, our protector, our father, our lover, our strength, our provider. We thank you because even though we are not perfect, we are not faithful as you would like us to, you still are faithful to us. You've never given up on us. We wish that we could love you as much as you love us. We thank you, O God Almighty, for every single thing you have done for us. How you wake us up every morning. How you give us life and how you make all things work together for our good. We say be thou glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. Today, as we want to study your word, Lord, we invite your presence into our midst. We ask that you would speak to us through your word, Lord. Help us not to miss any word that you have for us today. Respite in our ears, help us to learn from you and glorify your name in our lives. We trust in you because there's nothing you cannot do. Receive the glory of God even as we sing to you, as we study your word of God. Take all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so I'm welcoming you again. So I am going to, we're going to go to our lesson. And last week, we saw Solomon, and we saw the different kinds of wisdom. We're also able to um, um, recognize the how to know God's will for our lives. So how do you know God's will for our lives? And we discussed some things about it last week, and it was an awesome experience. So just... Mm-hmm. And today we are studying Daniel, and we're going to read the Bible verses and give like an overview of how Daniel sought to know God. 
And when we do that, if God wills, then we will go into the revelation that God gave Daniel. So Daniel got a special gift from God, the purpose for his life. He was always praying, even when he was not allowed to pray. He still continued to pray. So we're going to read about Daniel, and then we're going to read these Bible verses. And for the benefit of people that do not know about Daniel, we are going to read a brief history about Daniel first, before we go into these verses. And so if you're with your Bible, I'd like you to open to Daniel chapter 1. So we will read the whole chapter. It will take tons to read the verses. And then we will um, then read the, the Bible verses displayed on the screen. So Daniel has 21 verses. I'll read the first 10 verses. And you will read the last 11 verses. And we'll go from there. But before I read Daniel chapter 1, um, I just want to read this first sentence here in the book. It says that the pursuit of the knowledge of God is his answer for the end-time pollution and backsliding. So um, the pursuit of the knowledge of God by different people leads to different things. The pursuit of the knowledge of God by Solomon, as we studied last meetings, led to him having wisdom, very smart wisdom. He wrote most of Proverbs in the Bible, the book of Proverbs, and it's packed with wisdom. If Proverbs were publishable or published as a um, were sold in, in the bookstores, it would be a bestseller because the wisdom in the book of Proverbs is Awesome. If someone were to make money from selling Proverbs, he would be a rich man. So, and that is what the wisdom that God gave him. So the pursuit of God for Solomon led to um, wisdom for him. The pursuit of God for Daniel led to revelation about what will happen at the end time, what will happen towards the end of the world. As we know from the Bible, you might have read that this world is not going to last forever. The Bible never told us that this little world will last forever. Yes, people die, but even one day the world will die. The world will be destroyed by God, and he would create a new heaven and a new earth. And so that's what the Bible told us. But we don't know when this would be, you know. And so God showed Daniel when it will be, what period, not what day or what hour, but God showed Daniel the period this would be. He also showed Daniel the um, circumstances around that period, what's going to happen, how will you know that the world is coming to an end? And that's what God showed Daniel when he sought God. This makes me understand that if we seek God, God will show us something peculiar, something significant, something um, specific, you know, about our lives, something specific to our purpose on earth. So it was Daniel's purpose to understand the end time. And imagine if Daniel never sought God to sought to know God. He wouldn't have exposed this secret about the end time. We'll all be in the dark. But you know what? If it's God's will for us to know the end time, God would have revealed it to somebody else. 
So we're going to read Daniel chapter 1, verses 1 to 21. And verse 21 to know who Daniel um, was and um, how we can, we can say we are related to him in how we live our lives. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. Okay, so I'll read Daniel 1, verse 1 to 10, and you will read 11 to 21. Let me start. So three years after King Jehoiakim began to rule in Judah, Babylon's king Nebuchadnezzar attacked Jerusalem with his armies, and the Lord gave him victory over Jehoiakim. When he returned to Babylon, he took along some of the sacred cups from the temple of God and placed them in the treasury of his God in the land of Sima. Then he, that is Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, ordered Ashpenaz, who was in charge of his palace personnel, to select some of the Jewish youths brought back as captives young men of the royal family and nobility of Judah, and to teach them the Chaldean's language and literature. Pick from healthy, good-looking life, he said. Those who have read widely in many fields, well-informed, alert and sensible, and have enough poise to look good around the palace. The king assigned them to the best food and wine from his own kitchen during their three-year training period, planning to make them his counselors and when they graduated. Daniel, Ananiah, Michelle, and Azariah were four young men chosen from the tribe of Judah. They were carried as slaves from Babylon and from Israel to Babylon. So these people were slaves from Israel to Babylon. Verse 7, however, their superintendent gave them Babylonian names as follows. Daniel was called Belshazzar, Ananiah was called Shadrach, Michelle was called Meshach, Azariah was called Abednego. 8. But Daniel made up his mind not to eat the food and wine given to them by the king. He asked the superintendent for permission to eat other things instead. Now, as it happened, God had given the superintendent a special appreciation for Daniel and sympathy for his predicament. But he was alarmed by Daniel's suggestion. So over to you to make her read 11 to oh wait. 10 is not finished. Okay, so he said, verse 10 said, but he was alarmed by Daniel's suggestion. I'm afraid you will become pale and thin compared to other youths, compared with the other youths your age, he said. And then the king will behead me for neglecting my responsibility. Now let's read. Um, so, chapter 11. Daniel 1, verse 11 to 21. Okay. Verse 11 says, Daniel spoke with the attendant who had been appointed by the chief of staff to look after Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. Please test us for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and water, Daniel said. 
at the end of the 10 days, see how we look compared to other young men who are eating the king's food. Then make your decision in light of what you see. The attendant agreed to Daniel's suggestions and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, Daniel and his three friends look healthier and better nourished, better nourished than the young men who had been eating the food assigned by the king. So after that, the attendant fed them only vegetables instead of the food and wine provided by others, for the others. God gave these four young men an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom. God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meanings of visions and dreams. When the training period ordered by the king was completed, the chief of staff brought all the young men to King Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar. Let's pronounce it. Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> yeah. The king talked with them, and no one impressed him as much as Daniel. Hananiah and Michelle and Azariah. So they entered the royal service. Whenever the king consulted them in any matter requiring wisdom and balanced judgment, he found them 10 times more capable than any of the magicians and enchanters in his entire kingdom. Daniel remained in the royal service until the first year of the reign of King Cyrus. These people were taken as slaves and captives from their own country into Babylon. And guess what? They did not forget the God of their fathers. They did not forget the God of Israel. And he came through for them. So um, I just want us to um, meditate on a chapter for the next 10 minutes. I want us to soak ourselves into Daniel because we won't be going back to understanding his personality again, except if God leads us to go there. So I want us to like absorb who Daniel is by reading the chapter again and letting the Holy Spirit tell us uh, more about Daniel and speak to our hearts. Then we'll come back after 10 minutes to share with each other what we learned about Daniel. So let's meet by 9.30. Okay, perfect. All right, see you soon. Yes, so we have spent over 10 minutes um, on the chapter. I just wanted to ask if you want to share anything with us. Yes, so I reread it, and what stuck out most to me was their diet, um, how God prepared them, Um, just uh, understanding the situation that they're in. They're in unfamiliar territory, and them trying to conform them to eat certain things and they just they knew I felt like they knew that they had to be prepared. They knew that they had to kind of 
prepare their body and get it healthy and right for the moment that God was going to bring them into to be able to interpret his vision. I felt like it was kind of like, uh, I don't know the right word, but it, I just, I just feel prepared, like just preparing yourself, preparing yourself to, to not be tempted by the other food that they were eating, preparing yourself to be in God's presence. Um, I just, I just feel like preparing, honestly. Yeah, that's that's good. I mean, you said preparing yourself to be in God's presence. Yes. So, because I don't know, food is very important. <laughs> I know it is to me. So, food is very important. So, when you're only eating vegetables and water, like you have to depend on God to get you through <laughs> because it's just it's a change in diet, it's a change in scenery. Like it was just different from them, and God had to prepare them to be able to interpret to get his work through to just I think it was just preparing them yeah mm -hmm. that's that's important and that's right my mm -hmm. own surprise is that how do they know that that is what God wanted them to do you know there's nothing wrong in eating the king's chicken <laughs> um, turkey and nice delicious sumptuous meal and wine and dining it sounds like an opportunity you know like many people came as slaves from um israel but not many people were on the king's not many people were on the king's list you know many of daniel's friends were not selected to serve in the king's palace Many of their friends might have been taken to the worst part of the country, right? But I've been taken to places to work as real slaves because they were supposed to be slaves, right, in that country. But God separated them. And they, they should have seen it as an opportunity to enjoy and become fat and, and become um, well-to-do to amass wealth for their generations to just to change their their world, to change their um, social status, right? They should have seen it as that opportunity. They did not lose their heads. That's what made me very surprised. Like they did not lose their heads, and they knew the times, right? So there's a part of the Bible that says the sons of Issachar they know the times. They knew the times they were in. So it's left for us to um, know the times that we are in right now. And I believe that we can know that when we, when, we, when we have a relationship with God, when we know God, then we will know the times that we are in right now. For example, um, how does the king's food and wine relate to me? What if, if I get a new job or I get a new opportunity? And I'm offered some very nice, um, very nice benefits, right? I would take these benefits because they come with a job. So why did they reject one of those benefits? You know, so that is what is still baffling me. But I believe that is a strong instruction from God. Because if you read what he said in verse 8, but Daniel made up his mind not to eat the food and wine given to them by the king. 
He asked the superintendent for permission to eat other things instead. And I want to read um, um, King James Version. Mm -hmm. King James Version says um, to Daniel, the King James Version, verse 8 says that, I have to search for but Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor the, with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested for the prince of the eunuch that he might not defile himself. What? This is just food and water. It doesn't defile you. It's not a sin, right? Even Jesus said that. It's not what goes into a man that makes them unclean, that defiles them, but what comes out of the man. So if you read that part, or you can go and look for it, the Bible says um, when the Israelites were eating with unwashed hands and um, when the disciples were eating with unwashed hands and the Pharisees came to Jesus and said, why are your disciples eating without washing their hands? Don't you know that God said that you're supposed to um, wash your hands first? You're supposed to eat at this point. There were a lot of rules that God gave in the Old Testament. And God told them that, obviously, if you eat without washing your hands, you might have a stomach bug, right, because of germs. But that will not make you sinful, right? That will, that will not defile you. In the sight of God, it will give you physical stomach ache, right? Or it will not defile you. So it's not what you put in your mouth that defiles you, but what you that what comes out of your mouth, what you say when you when you say things that are evil, when you curse, when you when you speak bad of people, those things make you unclean before God. So how can Daniel now say eating the king's delicious meat and drinking his wine? would make him unclean before God. That is making me understand that this instruction was given to Daniel by the Holy Spirit, that when you eat this king's meat and wine, you will be unclean before God. doesn't mean that the meat and wine is unclean or, or that anything is unclean. It just means that you, for you, Daniel, in this strange land, don't eat this because this is how I want to prepare you. So you were very right, Tameka. You were on point when you said God was trying to prepare them and by telling them not to partake in the king's meat. So you were right about the fact that um, that instruction from the Holy Spirit was a form of preparation for Daniel and his friends. So there are many things that are good for other people to eat. It will not defile them. But when God has given us an instruction that, okay, you do not do this because I'm talking to you, I'm telling you, this is how I want to prepare you. We should try our best not to do that. So it might be good for others, but we, it's not good for us. It will defile us because God knows the beginning from the end. But how can we know those things that will defile us? I think it's by reading the word of God and knowing God. Do you want to say something? Oh, I'm listening. Okay. All right. So, um, special gifts from authorities 
and from important people um, are examples of or, or things that are similar to this food and wine. Special gifts from important people, benefits at work. But the Holy Spirit in us, if it instructs us not to receive these gifts or benefits or, or privileges because it will defile us, then we shouldn't receive these gifts. That is another level of work with God. When God says, don't take this, you know. Remember, I don't know if you've read up to Elijah, where um, a man from another country had leprosy and came to Elijah for prayers. And Elijah told him to go and wash in the pool seven times. And he went to wash in the pool seven times. And he became his body became like a newborn baby. The leprosy left his skin, or the skin disease left his skin. And he was so excited, and he brought a lot of gifts to Elijah. But God instructed Elijah not to take those gifts. And then um, Elijah told him that, please take your gifts. I don't want any of it, because God has instructed me not to take them. So there's a time to receive gifts. And there are some gifts that, even though they are not bad in themselves, they will defile us as Christians. And so we have to watch out for those things that people will give us, or bountiful gifts that people will give us. And it's, it's as you said, a, a method of God preparing the three or the four Hebrew brothers, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, for Nestas. Yeah. So one thing I have in my book also is that the king told the superintendent to make them counselors when they graduated. So they were doing a three-year training about science, technology of that time. Looks like they were going to college, you know? Sounds like they were going mm-hmm. to college. Taught them about literature. And during the time the king was feeding them and clothing them and they were enjoying actually but as as for the food part Daniel and his brothers rejected the king's food and guess what do you know that the the vegetable and the water are the king's food oh really they are the king's food okay but that particular meat and wine the the, the vegetable and water couldn't have come from the, um, the you know, it will be part of the king's food, right? Vegetables, we just want to eat the vegetables and water. But that king's meat and wine, we don't want to eat. You see that? So the water will be from the palace, right? They enjoyed the facilities of the palace. So they were still enjoying those things, but there was a particular instruction for them not to eat the king's meat and and, and wine. So it sounds like discipline, even in times of abundance. That's how it sounds to me. And that mm-hmm. actually relates with our hymn. I am content with mm-hmm. what I have, even if it's little or much. Contentment. So how do we behave? So it means that God is trying to teach us something. And by the grace of God, 
I'm, I, I pray that God gives me the spirit of prophecy. But by all the things we are reading, it feels like there's going to be an abundance of blessings for us, by grace of God. And God wants us not to lose our heads when this abundance comes. So in the midst of plenty, in the midst of abundance, can we have self-control? Not glutinous, not flamboyant, not wasteful. Manage properly the blessings that God will give us. Can we just try our best to still abase, even though we have abundance? So it feels like God is about to bless us. And then, because Daniel was blessed, given this awesome position, even though he was brought as a slave into the land, but he was blessed, given awesome, awesome opportunity. But in the midst of abundance, he still disciplined his body so that he could hear from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like eating the king's meat, eating wine, you know, definitely the, the king's wine cannot be non-alcoholic. <laughs> because it will be alcoholic. You call it wine, not grape cider. It's going to be alcoholic. And it will just cost a lot of, you know, when you drink alcohol, it, you lose your head, you know. You make rash decisions. Mm-hmm. straight. So God was trying to say, okay, I'm going to bless you. And this is a blessing. And God was trying to caution the, the children of Israel that came from Israel to be moderate, even in the time of abundance. I pray God will give us wisdom on how this relates to us. So um, mm-hmm. if we read verse 17, it says that God gave them, let's read it again. Daniel 117, God gave these four youths great ability to learn, and they soon mastered all the literature and science of the time. And then it singled out Daniel, saying that God gave to Daniel special ability in understanding the meanings of dreams and visions. So God gave Daniel special ability to understand the meaning of dreams and vision. To others, he gave understanding and wisdom for their schooling, their three-year course, right? He gave them understanding. They mastered all the literature, all the science, all the technology that they were being taught. And remember that in our previous meetings, we talked about um, wisdom, two kinds of wisdom. There's one, the wisdom of the world, which is, it's jealous, it's selfish, selfishly ambitious, it is um, arrogant, because I'm very smart, you can't tell me anything. You don't know, you know, you don't know anything. I have multiple degrees, I work in this company, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the VP of, I'm, I'm the VP of technology. You know this kind of wisdom that are very arrogant is not from God. But the wisdom that is from God, we read, is that he's first pure, he's humble. He seeks to hear your opinion. Even though he knows he's smarter than you, he will want to hear, okay, what do you think about this? And he will humbly correct you and say, can we do it this way and tell you why? That is the wisdom of God. It's humble, it is pure, and 
That's the wisdom of God. And this is this verse 17 is now showing me another kind of wisdom, as in another feature of that wisdom from God. It says that the wisdom from God that he gave these youths, they were able to quickly master all the literature and science of that time. So that means that even God gives us wisdom about earthly things, our studies, you know, and that's how we have to tell our children to seek to know God. This this children, these four youths, they sought to know God. They stood for God. They, they, they were not extravagant, and they, they did not take advantage of what God asked them not to do. They did not do what God asked them not to do, even though it was their right to actually enjoy those things. They, they disciplined themselves not to enjoy those things. And God gave them wisdom, special ability to master very fast the science and literature of that time, and then God gave them, God gave Daniel now. God singled out Daniel. I was, I was trying to think about why God singled out just Daniel, you know. So, if I said, it says, Daniel made up his mind not to eat the food and the wine given to them by the king. So, I believe that Daniel was the leader of these other three boys. And... They, they really respected his opinion and they, and they followed him. They were like, he like influenced them, kind of like peer pressure, positive peer pressure. So Daniel influenced the three boys. How they, he, he was the one saying, we don't want to eat the king's meal. He said, I'm not going to defile myself. And these three boys followed him, the, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They followed him to do what he was doing. And so they all had wisdom to succeed. But for Daniel, God gave him spiritual wisdom as well, in addition to the physical wisdom. So God gave him the ability to understand the meaning of dreams and visions. And that was That's awesome. That's really awesome. So... Um, verse 18 and 19 says, when the three-year period ended, the king now called them for exams, right? He had long talk, King Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> called them to interview them because they were supposed to be employed into the king's um, workforce, right? So he interviewed them and employed them and he was impressed with only these four people, none of those other people, even people from their, that country, Babylon. None of them impressed the king as much as Daniel and his three friends. And that is awesome. So God's wisdom is the best. The devil so question. Yeah, yeah, I have a question. So uh, in this scene that we're in with Daniel and this king, yeah. um, is this king, uh, I know that there's a period in the Bible where God was appointing kings. Was, this was, was he one of the kings that God appointed or no? No. Uh, okay. You know what? God allows a lot of things to happen, but in, at this part of the time, God was dealing with only Israel. So God chose Israel out of all the people in the world and the country of the world. God chose Israel as his children. So Israel were the only Christians. Other countries were unbelievers. They worshipped idols. So this king, Israel, sinned, and they were punished at this period. So Israel, the whole country, 
or majority of people in the country because we know that it's not all the people because Daniel now and his friends were still close to God, imagine. But the country sinned and everybody suffered, even the good people, Daniel and his friends. They were taken as slaves to another country called Babylon. So the king, Nebuchadnezzar, is the king in another pagan country where they don't worship God Almighty that created the heavens and church. So he was the king in that country, and they were taken captives from their country, Israel, because Israel sinned. So there, there's a commandment in the Old Testament that every seven, seven years, they shouldn't plant anything on the, on the soil so that in the seventh year, they shouldn't plant anything on the ground so that the ground can recover. I don't know what they call it in agriculture, because what they taught me in school. So when you are like farming, right? When they when you like, you're doing agriculture and you're trying to like cultivate the whole land, right? And you plant corn, maize, and all those fruits and vegetables on the land, you're using all the nutrients of the ground. So God told them in his wisdom that every seven years, don't plant anything. Eat from what you saved from the previous year so that the ground can gain more nutrients and become better. But guess what? These people never did so. They planted all through. And so God for God said, this land is going to rest. And so he made another king come and take them out of that land and destroy the whole place so that the land will have rest. Well, so for 70 years... Those were the number of years that the land should have rested, but did not rest. For 70 years, they did not obey God's promise. So for 70 years, they were taken as slaves to another country called Babylon. And so that was their punishment. And God helped his children in another land. So even though they suffered with the Daniel, Meshach, and the people who were taken as slaves to Babylon, they suffered with the unbelieving country as a whole. God still helped them in their land. And that's a great lesson um, that God will help us individually and that God deals with us individually. Amen. Yeah. Do you have any other questions? Um, no. Yeah. So God's wisdom is very pure and it also comprises of heavenly wisdom and even wisdom about earthly stuff so don't say okay you know god only gives wisdom about the bible no <laughs> this place shows us that god gives you wisdom to be the best in your class and christians could take advantage of this wisdom and i've just discovered something in my life journey that you either choose one is either you choose god or you choose the devil even if you don't choose God, the devil will choose the person that doesn't choose God. Like, is it that you choose God or you choose the devil? You can't be in the middle. So when you choose God, yes, mm-hmm. God. But if you don't choose anything, the devil will snatch you and hold you. <laughs> hold on to the person, not you. Jesus said. If you choose God, God will hold you. If you don't choose anything, the devil will hold the person. There's no way. The devil does things. Whoever doesn't have an owner... It's not easy. And when we choose God, God gives us his wisdom. We, we would find honest ways of succeeding in life. You know, it looks like, oh, the way to the top is 
you have to bribe somebody, you have to do this thing, you have to do this sinful act to get to the top. But no, when you know God, when you seek to know God, he would make you outstanding. And then you will get to the top in an honest way. You will get to the top without cutting corners. You get to that top, but you have to be patient and you have to listen to his voice because it's so subtle. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. So we learned about Daniel today, and I want to ask Father, so do you have any questions or any more comments? Um, just a comment. Um, just about him keeping his hands on them, even though they didn't do what they were supposed to do. The fact that he still gave them grace and mercy, and he still was with them. That sticks out a lot. Yeah. God loves us. Loves us a lot. So we should not even be worried about... Um, we should not be worried that he cannot. He will stop loving us. The only way he can... He would give up on us is at the end of the world. Like At the end... At... When after death, that's all. That's all. The the love expires after death, death or the end of the world. Everybody around you that you see right now that are not living for God, God still loves them. No matter what they've done, God loves them. He's just wanting them to come to Him. The only time that God love will expire for a human being is after death. So God mm-hmm. always loves us. So we should take advantage of it and come to him and love him back. That is the, the point. So next week, we'll be reading these verses here about more revelations that God showed Daniel. We see that he, he got special ability, apart from the three brothers. He got special ability. And if you want to know more about how Daniel sought to know God, you can read the whole book of Daniel. It's, it's an interesting story, you know. Um, you can read the whole book of Daniel and God will help us in Jesus' name. One thing that comes to my mind right now is being sober. Being sober. In Christ, we need to be joyful, yes, but yet sober. We should be very quiet in our personal life. There's a verse about that. We should be quiet in order to hear God's word. And always be sober. Yes, we will rejoice. I don't know. We can be sober and joyful. What do you think? You can be like sober and joyful at the same time. Mm-hmm. When I hear the king's wine, wine makes you high, right? So intoxicated and not know, knowing where you are. But God wanted Daniel to be sober in order to hear what he has to say, hear the revelation. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think about that? I think that is <laughs> it's true. It's true. My mind is thinking on it. It's true though. Um, just being in your right mind frame, that way you can have a full understanding of what he says and what he means and definitely being quiet uh, gives him room to speak. 
um, just being list, being of listening ears. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's 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 interesting because God wanted to speak to them, and the wine won't let them hear. <laughs> the 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 food wouldn't let them hear because they'll be so full, excited, jumping around. There's a Yoruba proverb that said, Yoruba is my language, right? So there's a proverb in my dialect that says that um, somebody that is has a full tummy that jumps up and down. If you're hungry, you just be sober, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I believe that you can actually be quiet and joyful at the same time, be happy, Enjoying life, but not too loud and, and intoxicated. And, and I don't know the word, but on sober or something. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. It's 10 o'clock, and I would like us to pray that God will help us to know Him more. Help us to know the times that we are in. What gifts should we reject? What gifts will defile us? Lord, show us what we should do with the blessings that you are about to bring our way how we will not be extravagant, how we will prefer vegetables and water to the king's meat, Lord. Show us so that we will hear from you, so that we will be sober to, to hear and quiet to hear your still small voice. Speak to us about your purpose for our lives so that you will show us the revelations that will change our lives, oh God. So Lord, help us every time, oh God, to, to be sober. Let's pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us, Lord. Help our lives personally, Lord. We, we ask, Lord, we are raising our voices to you this morning, oh God, seeking your face, even as we've studied about Daniel and his life. Lord, let us, first of all, hear your Holy Spirit. Tell us what to do about the gifts you are giving us in our lives, about the abundance you are providing for us, about what we should do, oh Lord, that and what we shouldn't do. Tell us what will defile us so that we can abstain from those things, oh God, and so that we can fulfill purpose on earth. Help us seek to know you and hear your voice, oh God, and obey your voice, oh God. Receive the gloriation of praise. We thank you because you've heard us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Um, let me bless our week. Everlasting Father, we thank you for the opportunity to study your word. We thank you, oh God Almighty, for everything you've done for us, Lord. Even as we have studied your word, your word says again that where two of you are gathered, you are there. We thank you because your presence is here. Lord, I pray, oh God, that your abundant blessings, which similar blessings you showered on Daniel, that in a strange land where he was taken as slaves into, God, a slave into, you blessed him. You favored him and singled him out. You made him outstanding. And then you taught him the principles of not losing his head after you blessed him. So that you would even bless him more with wisdom and success and spiritual blessings to God. Those kind of strategic instructions, O oh Lord, give it to us in the name of Jesus Christ. First of all, bless us, O oh Lord, abundantly. We accept the blessing that you are bringing our way. We accept the promotion into the king's palace that you are bringing our way, O oh God. We accept it, O oh God, as your children. Lord, and we also accept the hearing, the ear, the, the, the sharp ear to hear the instructions that follow living in abundance, O oh God, so that we, wouldn't, we won't lose our heads when you bless us 
with the Lord of blessings of God, so that we'll be sober and seek to listen and hear from you, and so that you can take us to the next level of greatness, oh God. We give you all the glory because your word always as pertains to our lives, oh God. We thank you because you are a great God. Receive the glory, ancient of days. We pray that you will bless our families, oh God, bless our weekend, keep us safe from evil, keep us safe from coronavirus, oh God. Cover us with the blood of Jesus Christ. And when you come in your glory, help us to be found in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, yeah. Amen. Amen.